studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, let us delve into the world of social media on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. We call it social studies. It happens every day at nine. And here's Sarah Cazell to take us through it. Hi, Sarah. Hi, hi. Delve. Hi, hi. We shall. Let us delve. We will delve. Call me call me a delve. <laughs> Hello from the other side. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start out with the... <laughs> sorry, that was incredibly stupid, even for social studies. I standards. laughed. Well, I'm, thank you. Uh, let's look at the lack of movement today in the Arizona Cardinals head coaching search. We're still fixated on this Sean Payton fella. Uh, kind of like we were with Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns, which... Still hasn't happened. Of those two guys, which possible move would you be most disappointed in if it doesn't happen? So basically, we're holding out hope for both. All right. Kevin Durant to the Suns or... In this poll, we are. Sarah was. <laughs> or Sean Payton to the Cardinals. What would you be more disappointed in if it doesn't? Well, it's because we were teased by both. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think really the the Kevin Durant thing is anything that's on anyone's um, expectations list yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say the Sean Payton thing, although I think it'd be very minimal. That is the correct answer. Well, okay, let's let's put ourselves back in the mindset of this summer when we really thought that Kevin Durant the Sun could happen then what would be more disappointing to you KD not coming here or Sean Payne not coming here I think if you frame it that way and well it didn't we, happen so we, we could still no, look no, at but we go back in time yeah but you most people have given up hope by now yeah that's that's the, what it is that's still the Kevin Durant thing to Phoenix last summer seemed a lot more possible as a result than yeah. what we're even talking about now with Sean Payton to the Cardinals yeah. that's the way I view it so yeah if you frame the question that way I would change my answer but right now it's still Sean Payton mm-hmm. it's close with our listeners right now, 52% of our voters say KD to the Suns or not going to the Suns is more disappointing for them. Do you think it's close because the respondents are confused by the time space continuum? <laughs> <laughs> We haven't mastered that fourth quantum wall or whatever the terminology is just yet. Uh, perhaps, perhaps 48% say they are or would be more disappointed if Sean Payton does not come to the Cardinals. Chicharito says Kevin Durant is too much of a risk for me. The guy is always injured. Sean Payton would be interesting, but there are other good head coach candidates out there. So I wouldn't be too disappointed if we missed on him. Seabacher44 says I want both of them, but I expect neither as a fan. Brian says, I don't want KD here in Arizona because it will unbalance team chemistry. Sean Payton is the better option because he can bring chemistry to a team that has zero. And then Jerry Hewitt, final one for this question. He says... Most disappointed in neither. I don't want Kevin Durant because he brings baggage. And is Sean Payton really that much better than Brian Flores or Dan Quinn? Not at that cost. We're moving on to baseball. 
Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer, guys. Congratulations, Scott Rowland. Yes. Whether you, <laughs> so much enthusiasm in that. I know there were so him. many people that have been waiting for years and years for him to <laughs> finally get his just due. <laughs> finally, it's happened. Open-ended question across all sports, guys. Players who either have already been inducted into a Hall of Fame or will soon be like Scott Rowland. Who is least deserving to be in their sports Hall of Fame? Ooh, wow. Talk about crapping all over somebody's career, huh? Yes. (laughs) That's a hard one to do off the top of your head, too. I remember having a visceral reaction, and I wasn't even around for this guy's career, but if you go back and check the numbers, Bill Mazeroski of the Pittsburgh Pirates got in. He was a good defensive second baseman, a below-average hitter, and had an iconic moment in a walk-off home run World Series win against the Yankees in 1960. That was always the one that got me. And I know a lot of people are like, what What the hell are you talking about, Murata? But I was asked a yeah. question, so I answered it. Listen, growing up uh, as on the south side of Chicago, I was always a Harold Baines fan, mm. but but even I can tell you he's not a Hall of Famer. The uh, Yeah, the Hall of Fame has sort of been taken over by Jerry Reinsdorf, owner of the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's like everything else in this country, it's corrupted. Well, How's that for a positive, <laughs> out, uh, upstanding, pos- positive outlook? There you go. It, Love it. The, the Hall of Fame is veering towards participation trophy status. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good career for Scott Rowland. It's not the Hall of Very Good. What or if Vic said the Hall of Even Good. Yeah, just, just good. What do you think about this? response from on the line jy inductee least deserving to be in the sports hall of fame kurt warner this person writes that's ridiculous incredible person incredible story and quarterback but not deserving says this person that's ridiculous mvp made three super bowls two time MVP. turned around two it took two of the most moribund, awful franchises to the Super Bowl in the St. Louis Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. All right, there you go on the line, JY. We, we, we got you in there. Okay, let's talk arrogance. Uh, earlier in the show, we were enjoying... My strength. Yes, we were enjoying some... Arrogant Aaron. comments by Aaron Rodgers. Some delightful Aaron Rodgers sound bites. Yes. yes. Uh, he was talking about his future with the Packers and, you know, how he would react if the Packers were ready to move on from him. And, oh, there'd be no animosity, but mentioned like three different times in the same breath. Oh, remember when they drafted Jordan Love when I was still in my peak? Definitely not mad about that. All right. Who's the most arrogant athlete of all time? Open-ended. Oh. First name that popped into my head, and I don't necessarily mean all arrogant as uh, as a uh, negative. Okay, but full of bravado and swagger and yeah. arrogance, belief. Muhammad Ali. I mean, okay. his catchphrase was "I'm the greatest of all time." Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> and then he was. Yeah, I'm going to vote was. for uh, Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor's getting my vote. My vote. Because yeah. at least Muhammad Ali backed it up. And I, I suppose you could say the same thing about Floyd Mayweather if he ever threw a punch. But, yeah. <laughs> and he, Conor McGregor is throwing punches at all the wrong people. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's not a boxing match. Okay, Michael Jordan. I'm just going to ro- roll off a bunch of names here. All right. Michael Jordan. Arrogant Rogers. That's a nice one. AZ kid. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> 
What? LeBron, uh, soccer player. He LeBron was James. very arrogant. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Barry Bonds. Uh, there you go. That's a good one. OBJ. Patrick Peterson. Ooh. Ricky Henderson. J.A. Martin responded, Ricky Henderson is going to say Ricky Henderson. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then this is a really good one from Mr. Will. Lance Armstrong. How long did that guy strut around proclaiming his innocence only to finally see his house of cards collapse? Fine line between arrogance and lying. You got to be real they're... arrogant to lie on that level, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good I point. Think you'll never get caught. My favorite yeah. answer was uh, from Burrow. Kim Jong Il. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's Kim right. Jong, Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What was the What was the athletic feat that he achieved? Like and six produced? holes in no, one. No, it was like thirteen. Thirteen. Jared. It was like yes. thirteen out of eighteen holes in one. <laughs> that's amazing. Also, I'm in a fight with Jordan Ham right now. Did you see how he responded to this question? No. no. Most arrogant athlete of all time. He responded, Sarah Cazell on a dance floor. Oh! He called you an athlete. Well, he called you an athlete. You got yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's true. We're still in the fight, though. She's a very athletic dancer. <laughs> a lot of punches and lunges. Eighty-five percent of our audience thinks she beat me in a race. So she's sure. definitely. An I wanted athlete. to revisit that too. Eighty-two percent. Do you guys you, want to actually sorry. do it? You know, you don't yes. think you would beat him, you do you, Sarah? Um. In my very current state, no, probably not. Well, I mean, that's the only state we can go. In. <laughs> well, if it was like, well, have you seen come back in a current month? state? Yeah, my Sarah? current state is yeah, spaghetti yeah. coming out of his pockets. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I do have that is Jared <laughs> pasta coming out of his pockets. All that's I know him. is I'm in truly the worst shape of my life as far as cardio and strength goes. So um, that should be an even. Not matchup. feeling terribly confident. We should have the most depressing yeah. athletic competition ever between the four of us. The has been. Oh god. My money's on Bic. <laughs> I've got I've got great cardio right now, but I've got no speed, so I'm not winning anything. Okay. Yeah. I got nothing. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Yeah, Thanks, everybody. Thanks, chimed in on social studies. Uh, at Bickley underscore Murata is where that, uh, where that goes down. Coming up next, we'll get the latest on the Broncos coaching search and a lot more NFL talk with the one and only Mark Schlereth. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local. Shop EarnhardtFord.com. Every Wednesday during football season, we get the pleasure to welcome Mark Schlereth, NFL and Fox Denver Sports, to our show here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. And that happens right now as Mark joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, before we get into the four teams that are still uh, on the field playing for a, a, a trip to the Super Bowl this weekend, uh, coaching searches in your neck of the woods and in our neck of the woods, I, I've seen the reports out there today that maybe the Broncos could name a new head coach as early as today. I'm very fascinated by their interest in David Shaw and if uh, if he's a real candidate for that job. I mean, what's the latest of what you're hearing on the Broncos front, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I think David Shaw is a guy that, if you go back several years ago, um, had many opportunities to jump from college football to the NFL and turn them all down. And, uh, and I think if you look at the last four years with the NIL deals and all the transfer portal and all that stuff, you know, Stanford is not going to play that game. They're not going to get competitive in that game. So 
Um, it's going to be hard to win going forward at Stanford. And so, long story short, um, I think he's a legitimate candidate, even though the Broncos seem to be the only one that are interested in interviewing him. And a lot of the ownership group, from Greg Penner to Condoleezza Rice, they all have a connection with David Shaw. They all have that Stanford connection. So, you know, I, I think it's real. Now, I would rather have, and I don't call them retreads. I, I call them uh, certified pre-owned coaches. So I would uh, much rather have a certified that's pre-owned coach. Retread just sounds so bad, That's right? Great. It sounds so negative. It does. So we're going certified pre-owned, and I, I would much, I'd much rather have a, a Dan Quinn who I know is uh, is interviewing in Arizona. I'd much rather have a guy, Sean Payton, somebody who's been there, who's done that, that uh, has learned from their past experiences, uh, and and been an NFL coach before. All right, for an organization that really got soft and undisciplined, and 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 sort of lacked any direction. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, you're looking at guys like Dan Quinn, maybe Brian Flores, maybe D'Amico Ryans, who are defensive guys. You're also bringing in uh, Sean Payton, allegedly, tomorrow. And I guess Frank Reich is out there. They're looking at offensive guys and defensive guys. How to make sense? What should the Cardinals be looking at? Should they be looking at who is the best leader? What should they be looking at if they had to pare down their focus? Yeah, I think I think it really comes down for me who can build the best culture, um, and I, I think that's I think that's an issue that you have to really look at. And culture, like culture, is not static, right? It's alive, it's moving, and it's got to be preached and worked on, and it's got to be lived on a day to day basis. And um, so I, I would look at who do I think builds the best culture, and I just know. Um, I know Dan Quinn personally. Dan Quinn is a phenomenal football coach, but he's one of the best culture builders you'll ever be around. He's one of the best people you'll ever be around. And you look at the way that defense in Dallas played, um, you know, and, and all the way into his Super Bowl that, uh, you know, was an abject disaster being up 28-3. to But in all of that, I think that Dan Quinn is a guy that, um, that me personally, I'd like to see him get hired here in Denver. So I think he's a guy that makes sense to me and that would do an extremely good job of, of connecting with players um, and demanding players. And so, you know, I've been around him enough and been around enough of his practices and watch how his players have responded to him to think that that would be a, a, a very wise choice. Um, but if you look at the playoffs, you guys, you know, going into the NFC Conference Championship games, you know, every guy that's coaching right now has an offensive background. Um, and you look at the playoffs in general, and most of the coaches in the playoffs have an offensive background. You know, Kyle Shanahan, obviously Zach Taylor. Um, you, you got Andy Reid. You've got uh, Nick Sirianni. Um, you know, throughout the playoffs, it's it's the offensive guys that seem to have a little bit of an advantage right now. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox, Denver Sports, our guest uh, here talking football on Wednesdays here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. About those championship games, the AFC championship game, we get a rematch of last year's contest, and it still seems like even though the Bengals are the defending conference champions, they don't get that respect to going into Kansas City with a banged-up Patrick Mahomes. I think we might be looking at a repeat for the Bengals. What do you think, Mark? I, I'm I'm 100 percent with you. Um, like I, I and I'm I'm the same way. Like when I played, it was you know death taxes and you'd whip the Bengals ass. Like that was <laughs> those are the three certainties in life. And 
like I have to change my thought process on watching the Bengals and how well they were coached and how they mitigated three backup offensive linemen. Um, that's an incredible job. I mean, it's a really incredible job. So I look at I look at that, and they have no fear. Um, I think of Joe Burrow. When I think of Joe Burrow, I think about the episode of uh, South Park when Randy had a wheel around his testicles in a wheelbarrow. Um, that's like that's how I think of Joe Burrow. So like he is, he's the guy is unbelievable, and they have no fear about going into Kansas City, and I think they'll come away with a victory. And the way he just runs a huddle, he's he he looks so much like a, a young Joe Montana. He's got his hands in his pockets, like he doesn't care. There's zero zero anxiety coming from that guy in a football field. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the other thing is, like, obviously he's not the most gifted athlete. And I love, you know, I love his snarkiness. Like, I love the chip, even if, as a first overall pick, the chip on his shoulder about, you know, hey guys, please pray for my tiny hands. I don't know if I'm going to make it. You know, and all the all the right. stuff that he came out with. You know, hey, uh, you gotta make sure you get your refunds on those Buffalo tickets. Yep. You know, yep. so I, I love that aspect of him. The other thing I love, you know, accuracy and all that stuff, but his his ability to climb the pocket. And, you know, with most young, especially young quarterbacks, most guys escape route. Like, they don't trust protection or they don't understand protection. So their escape route is out the back of the pocket. And so, you know, with defensive ends and the athletes that you have playing defense in today's game, that's a usually a bad choice. And you escape outside the pocket, you get forced out of bounds, or you give up a sack, it's a nine-yard sack. That guy's ability to climb up into the pocket, like I always say this about Brady, and I think the same is true for Joe Burrow, that guy is the best scrambler in football that never leaves the pocket. Like like he climbed in the pocket, understood where protection was, understood where it was going to open up, understood where he wasn't protected, climbed up to avoid it, and then threw a couple of dime pieces, one for a touchdown that I just thought were like I thought the the awareness the pocket awareness and uh, and his understanding of routes and route combinations and the defense and where guys are going to be where they'll come open I thought it was extreme like I thought it was just extremely well done and so it was really cool to watch that All right lastly the 49ers may have butchered the trading up for a quarterback and all the draft capital that required and still might make the Super Bowl what kind of organizational flex is it to maybe get to the championship game with a third string quarterback? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's amazing. And it goes to show you um, how important it is to have players, you know. And I think in a day and age where we get so enamored by quarterback, right, and by quarterback skills and all this, that, and the other, and it's important, but, um, but you've got to have you've got to have a system that you believe in that somebody can execute, and you got to have great players. And you can say that about Cincinnati as well. I think one of the things we get so enamored by, you know, Joe Burrow, that we tend to forget that hey, they made nice free agent acquisitions in Trey Hendrickson and B.J. Hill and uh, D.J. Reader, and uh, they had great drafts with a, a guy like Logan Wilson in the middle playing middle linebacker, and you know, and and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and and Boy. And like they've done a really good job of building that roster around their quarterback, and so 
Um, I, I think that's one of the things with San Francisco. They've built an incredibly stout roster, an incredibly physical team, and they've got a unbelievable system that doesn't rely so much on receivers beating you one-on-one. Mm-hmm. It relies on your scheme, getting guys, scheming guys wide open, and those guys being such good competitive football players and when they make the catches you know they'll, they'll take an eight yard shallow cross or low cross and turn it into a 74 yard touchdown because that's what they do yep mark always a pleasure to talk to you uh, enjoy the week we'll talk to you next week sounds good guys be well thank you mark slareth nfl on fox denver sports our sister station he joins us on wednesdays to talk nfl here on uh, bickley and Murata mornings coming up uh before i tell you what's coming up uh four-time super bowl champion and nfl legend rob gronkowski bringing gronk beach to talking stick resort on february 11th gronk will bring his infamous end zone dance moves uh and appearances by 21 savage little john and many more head to the contest page at arizonasports.com for your chance to win tickets and and complete details. I'm not going to tell you what's coming up yet because we don't officially know what's coming up yet. It's Wednesday. We haven't done this in a while. Spin that wheel, Jared. Where does it land on the wheel of benchmarks? Ask me. I feel like I did know that now. And AMA. We'll do it Yeah, next. I, I don't think it was much of a surprise, <laughs> no matter what you told the listeners there, Vinny. Theater of the mind, my yeah, man. okay, gotcha. Uh, Bickley and Murata mornings <laughs> here on Arizona Sports, <laughs> the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, we are about to get into a rousing edition of uh, Ask Me Anything. So, so rousing that I forgot what we were doing. But first, <laughs> uh, we're going to our then website. You remembered. Uh. And, then, and then it came back to me. But first, we're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, as we always do at 930 for our daily poll question. During the Suns' four-game winning streak that they've got going right now, what has impressed you the most? Dan Bickley and Vince Morata. Is it the coaching, the bench play, the return of Cam Johnson or the return of Chris Paul? <sighs> Impressed me the most? Yes, the most. I'm going to go with bench play. I'm going to give some love to those guys because it's different guys every night. A couple games ago, it was Josh Okoge really stepping up. I think Dario Sharge has been great the last couple games. Jock Landale's done some nice things. Bismack, Bi- Bismack Biombo started, but he's a bench guy who started. Mm. He had five blocks in the first half last night. I'm going to go with bench play. Okay. What about you, Beck? Yeah, I guess that's fine. I mean, it's either that or Cam Johnson for me. Cam okay. Johnson? Johnson. Cam Johnson's got 55% of the vote. He has been the most impressive to our voters. 25% went with bench play. 16% went with Chris Paul in his return. Only 4% say the coaching has been most impressive. All right. There's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. Vote on it now at ArizonaSports.com. Do it! Next question. Don't ask me any more questions about this. (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) That's the dumbest damn question I've ever heard in my life. I swear to God. Cliff's voice. We haven't heard Cliff's voice in this show in a while. Two weeks. But here it is in the open to ask me anything. We spun the wheel. That's where it landed in your chance to pry into our lives. <laughs> For lack of a better term. Sarah and I will ask questions from our audience to all involved. Sarah, you can go first. Sure. 
Uh, Dan Bickley. Yeah. What will be your first drink of choice on February 1st? When dry January is <laughs> oh, over. Oh, yeah, the dry January. Uh, that is that is probably going to be a mango IPA from Oso oh Boom Dynamite, my go-to. Yum! Boom yeah. goes the dynamite. Sounds good to me. Are you familiar with Mango Cart? No, uh, I've seen it. I haven't had it's, it. Is uh, it good? Delicious. It's really? Been showing it's showing up on a lot of taps. Is that recently right? I've seen, yeah. I love it. Um, are you still counting down the days till February 1st? I, listen, uh, yes, I, I am and I am, and I'm, I'm really, really conflicted on this because I have not slept this well my entire life. Oh, you're starting to feel the benefits. Huh? Yes, I'm starting to feel crazy health benefits from not drinking. See, that's why I never, yeah. ever tinker yeah. with dry January. Yeah, that's why you don't I stop. You don't want to tempt it's, yourself. Keep rolling. I, I, like, lie down now, and, and people who don't drink are like, yeah, duh. <laughs> I don't drink very often at all. Yeah. And I still sleep like crap. What's yeah. going on? I don't know. To me, this is just crazy. I go to bed at night. I'm out like that, and I sleep to my alarm now. And that's wow. ne- that's oh never been the g- And it's like every night now. It's Might crazy. I add, too? What a gift. You have a glow about you. Yeah. <laughs> you do? I know. I shut up. You do. Shut up, that's all right. of you. You're Maybe really... you're pregnant. Now, uh, <laughs> better you than me, my friend. Jildo's shenanigans, our favorite of the shows, asks everybody, what is everyone's go-to pump-up song? A song that gets you energized that pumps you up. Celebration by Cool and the Game. Oh, yeah, that is a good one, though. It's good as a wedding, at a wedding. Do you have no, one, though? No, Something? No, it isn't. Pumped up for what? Yeah, what are we getting pumped up for? I'm Just not really to good. motivate you, to get you energized. Something on the way to work that you listen to or... No, I, I on my way to, like I get pumped up. When you up, work out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work what? Yeah, exactly. I will have songs that pop up on a playlist um, that because I part of my routine getting ready for Suns games is I sing loudly in the car just yeah. to loosen up the vocal cords, but it doesn't really get me pumped up. I, I generally nothing. I generally go do something thrashy and, and guitar oriented. Lately now I, I I've kind of been leaning on this really old school Deftone song called Seven Words uh. because right in the middle of it. Chino Moreno, the lead singer, he unleashes a scream that most vocalists can't even get to. It's like a, this high G sharp. You should, and then it goes into a guitar riff that'll make the hair on your arm stand up. It'll melt your face. So go find the live version. Deftones, seven words. Go to the three minute mark, and you'll know what I'm talking. Now about. I'm not. That's gonna, where I go. Now I'm not going to ask you for a song of the day. Suggestion. Oh, there we go. Uh, you said there thrashy. I guess I would have to go like uh, historically, uh, head like a hole, nine inch nails. That's a good one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'll probably go Tell Me When to Go by E40 if I'm really trying to get the, the blood moving a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I'm like a hyphy movement kind of person. Jared, All right. Going Jared, with something who, from who, Jim Croce. Who, yeah, for who from Bob? What song from Bob Hope are you? Are you <laughs> something from the Bing Crosby Bob Hope what, collection. What from, what from Cab Calloway are you choosing, Jared? <laughs> Definitely. Oh, Minnie the, the Moocher. Oh, I've got to get going there. Definitely. Do the evolution by Pearl Jam. Okay, okay. Uh, this is a question from Mike Wood. Do any of the four of us have a never meet your heroes moment? Oh, I don't. Yeah, I've I've had a I've had a couple of them. Um, 
I remember one time uh, in Seattle in the uh, locker room outside the Mariners dressing room. This is Randy Johnson's return to Seattle, the first game he pitched in Seattle as a member of the Diamondbacks. Kim Fale, who's the lead guitar, or the gut guitar, not the lead guitar, he's the only guitar player in Soundgarden. He was outside the the uh, the press conference room, and no, no media person knew who he was. And me being Mr. Fanboy Geek, oh, hey, man, love you so much, man. And so I'm going on and on and on, gushing in my over-the-top way, right? My nauseating over the top way. And so he's nodding his head. He's nodding his head. And he goes, hey man, that's cool. And he holds up a cigarette. He goes, you got a light? Oh. So he took all this compliment and all this praise I was throwing at him and just his response was, that's cool. You got a light? I'm like, dude, you're, uh, you're inside in the bowels of a stadium. I'm pretty sure there's no smoking down here. Yeah. That might not mean anything to you, Mr. Rockstar, but yeah. <laughs> they're probably not going to dig it if not you like that up. Thank you. Could have gone worse, though. I appreciate that. Nothing. No. Yeah. Come on, man. I don't really have one. But it wasn't obnoxious. It was just... Indifferent? Vacant. Ooh. Okay. I don't really have one of those stories. Jarrett? All of my heroes have been wonderful to me. (laughs) Uh, There was a time... Gamble will will double up on this. There was a time when Gamble brought his daughter, my wife brought my daughter, to a meet and greet with uh, Miley Cyrus, who was at that time in Hannah Montana fame. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Teenager Miley Cyrus. Yeah, she was. Let's just say she was less than friendly and receptive. To, oh, to <laughs> so if so, well, if you want I'm to talk upset. about not meeting your heroes, ask six-year-old Skylar Bickley. She'll oh, have a great story oh, 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 for you. Oh, oh, oh. She's no longer a Miley Cyrus fan. <laughs> no Bummer. longer watches Hannah Montana. All because of that. <laughs> it's a way. Just put your foot down, Skylar. Exactly. <laughs> Jared, I prefer Rhoda Dakota. Bill. We don't have any time here. We gotta. Okay. How did nobody figure that out? Like, how did nobody figure out Clark Kent and Superman? It was glasses, <laughs> people. Right. What do you mean figure out you Clark Kent and Superman? You morons. We'll one's you, a, one's we'll a journalist. <laughs> we'll tell you during the break, Jared. Different. What? Okay. <laughs> All right, Jared's Jared's freaking out over there. That was I Ask Me Anything periodically here on Bickley and Murata Morning. Some final thoughts on the Wednesday next. On Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the day. Time to get pumped up. This is great. We couldn't play my song because of salty language. We couldn't play Sarah's song because of salty language. And now we're playing Jared's song, and he's back there doing the Mitty the Mooch dance. Oh, my Wait, goodness. Let me check these lyrics real quick. <laughs> well, does he does, the lyric, he, how to kick the gong around. He does say he hoochie kinda, coocher. He, he, he kind of sounds like Patrick Mahomes, doesn't he? Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, maybe not. She was a red hot hue. Oh, I'm getting so pumped oh, up right now. I can't play that. That's... <laughs> One of the best parts of the Blues Brothers movie, though. As big as a whale. The Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Ho. Heidi, 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 She messed around with a bloke named Smokey. She loved him, though he was cokey. <laughs> what? I think Cab Calloway was edgy for the time. I've never seen Jarrett so raring to go before. He's all pumped up from hearing Cab Calloway, Minnie the Moocher. On today's song. Going off the grid.
brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, some coaching search updates. Josina Anderson, who is uh, very connected, breaks a lot of NFL news on her Twitter account. She uh, tweeted this morning, a little bit ago, I'm told the Panthers already have explored possible staff scenarios with Frank Reich prior to today, per league source. From the beginning, ownership expressed interest in an experienced head coach with an offensive background before allowing process to unfold. Initial mindset may prevail. Frank Reich to Carolina. Maybe. Jarrett's just sharing another Josina Anderson tweet. This one says... In Indy, I'm told Jim Ursay still has desires to hire Jeff Saturday. <laughs> but some who work with the owner or have his ear while feeling Saturday yeah. is a great person are not in favor of him as a head coach per source. We'll see if the Colts make it through the list of expected second For, for what it's worth, Josina Anderson, after the firing of Cliff Kingsbury, also tweeted that Cliff looked completely distraught and surprised when he addressed his assistant coaches. When I watched it on Hard Knocks, he was nothing of the sort. But we only got like a five-second clip of it, too. He just kind of came in and said, yeah, Yeah. they're making a change. Yeah. I I doubt he was distraught. If distraught is another word for relieved and let's go celebrate in Thailand, then then, then I'll I'll buy he was distraught. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um, Some other news, coaching news, from a team that's not looking for a head coach but is looking to fill its entire staff, basically. And that's in Tampa Bay. With the uh, Buccaneers. Todd Bowles is still the head coach, but his whole staff is gone. Eight assistants gone, including offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. So a lot of the staff that was here in place in Arizona under Bruce Arians Mm kind of made that trek east with Bruce Arians when he became the coach of the Buccaneers. And according to reports and according to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, uh, he said on WDAE Radio that how is Arians feeling about the moves? Quote, not happy, very unhappy, extremely unhappy. Stroud said having some interaction with him about it, you know, he's disappointed. I guess that's the biggest thing. You know, he wanted Todd to have this opportunity. He wanted to keep the staff together. He wanted these coaching families to be together. We know that's important to BA. Uh, many of them had another year on their contracts. Many of them thought they would be here as long as Todd is the head coach. We're told as much, and that's not the case. And so he's hurt by it, and I don't know if you're going to see him around much next year. End quote. Oh. Which, well, it's, listen. A, it's a noble feeling for Bruce Arians to have that. But again, you hear this phrase, ad nauseum, NFL. What does the NFL stand for? Not for long. When you go from winning a Super Bowl to having a losing record and getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs, changes are going to be made. And it was a very underwhelming first year for Todd Bowles as head coach. He's lucky to still have a job, in my and, opinion. And, that, and that's and that's that's the caveat. The caveat is okay. We're going to give you one more chance, but you're going to need to sub out all those coaches, right? That's and, and listen, it, this is something that BA would have never done. BA famously made it clear he was never going to let any of his assistants go. He did that in Arizona. So for Todd Bowles to do that tells you that's how that's how out of patience they are with Todd Bowles. Yeah, remember uh, the people banging the drum for Amos Jones to be shown the door. Yeah, BA wouldn't do it. Tom Brady, though, what are you going to do? Jim, if I knew what I was going to f***ing do, I'd have already f***ing done it. <laughs> I love that sound, Mike. 
That's going to do it for us today on the Wednesday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings. Thanks to Pat Williams, the chairman of the 2023 WM Phoenix Open, Hall of Famer Al McCoy, and Mark Schlereth from NFL on Fox and Denver Sports. We are out of here. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.